I am in this with you. What a response. Hi, I'm Carol Podell, and this is She Takes the Lead. Hey, party people. It's Carol. I hope you're having a great week wherever you may be in it. Today, I was going to talk about something else and actually talk about left turns. So um, a friend of mine passed away. She didn't pass away this week. She passed away over the holidays, but it was sort of so surprising and so sudden that we, as her friends, really, I don't think anybody kind of was able to do anything about it or digest it. So we had a memorial service for her this last week. It was very beautiful and was um, very full, which was really not surprising at all, but also really lovely as there was no one really to pay respects to. So people who were there were really there, you know, because they wanted to be there and they wanted their own experience of closure myself included. It was important for me and I'm grateful for those. I didn't plan it, but I was grateful for those who did so that I could have the opportunity to say goodbye and to just remember. And it's gotten me thinking in a lot of ways. Well, I'm sure. It gets you thinking in general. I've had plenty of people, not plenty, but I've had enough people in my lifetime who've died or passed away, however you want to phrase it. But they've all been older, some on the young side of older, but never appear. And it was really a big slap in the face and a big wake up call. As I've hit this vintage in my life, I've had actually people who've, who've died that I like went to high school with or college with who were my age, no one that I was close with. And it's, it's always sort of sobering to have it happen because you're like, what the, like this, I'm like in the prime of my life and this is what? And it really is such a tragedy. And so it's said so often, life is so precious, but then that happens and you really realize like, whoa, so precious and so fleeting. Some of it is how you take care of yourself, which I am trying to do the best I can. Some days better than others. And some of it's just genetics and life. Ugh, it's just all hard though. She was just a really good friend. She was one of my strong, independent, badass women friends. I've known her for over 30 years. Barbie Graveyard, I mentioned in Barbie Graveyard that one of the stuffies that I have is of RBG. And she's the strong, independent, badass woman that gave the stuffed RBG to my kid and she's gone. I I actually, that episode had aired after she passed away, but I didn't want to say or do anything at the time. It's just, it it takes time to grieve too. And you know, my mom used to tell me that it takes, you, you really can't judge anybody by how they express grief because everybody expresses it differently. And it's such a personal experience, no matter what. I mean, you do the best you can to show up for other people and to show up for yourself, but it really is just, its own experience triggers certain things it reminds you of certain things I was really fortunate to have this friend we went through a lot school careers dreams ambition boyfriends fiancés, husbands, ex-husbands, boyfriends. (laughs) We went through a lot and all the things in between. I mean, we were so close. We spent Passovers together and Christmases together and Thanksgiving together. And, you know, not every year, but we've experienced those with each other. And I'm going to miss her. I'm bringing it up because it's been ruminating around like for months now, really. This story that just was so perfectly her and so perfectly her as a friend. 
happened. I had literally just split with my ex-husband. He literally walked out the door at that moment. And I was in my house by myself. And I was standing by my window in my living room, kind of looking down the foyer hallway towards the door. And the phone rang. I mean, and I had a BlackBerry. This was a really long time ago. Um, oh, blackberries. Anyway, back to it. I was devastated. I was devastated and I was weeping. You know, I had just been holding in tears while it was happening and just like broke down and I wasn't thinking straight. My phone rang and to be totally frank, had I been thinking even remotely straight, I probably wouldn't have answered it, but I picked up the phone and it was my friend and I said, hello. And she said, what's wrong? And I said, he just walked out. He left or something to that effect. It sounded so pitiful when I just did it. But and she said, and I'll never forget it. She goes, I am in this with you. That's what she said verbatim. Not, I'm so sorry. Oh my God, I'm here for you. Da, 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 da. She was like, I am in this with you. You will get through this. I will make sure of it. <laughs> What a response, like what a fucking response. Talk about a fierce friend. You know what I mean? We have friends that all come in different shapes and sizes and, and, and needs and different friends are good for different things. And we all have our strengths as a friend and we all have our weaknesses as a friend. And we try to be as best of a friend as we can. That's really all you can do, right? And she was just like, she was fierce. Like she was tough, strong and elegant about it, which was amazing, but fricking wow. And she followed through with it. That's the thing that's kind of incredible. It's not just that she talked the talk, she walked the walk. Because for the next, I think, six months or so, as I was going through all the five or seven stages of grief, or however, there's probably like 12 stages of grief now, as I was going through every single stage, every weekday that I was working, I was holding it together. And then at my lunch break, I would leave the building and walk outside and just start to tear up or shake or just try to let out some emotion in some fashion and call her. Now, she was a very successful person. She had a really thriving, successful business that included having to talk to others. It wasn't just she was sitting behind a desk and behind a computer. It was very interactive. And I will tell you, she answered that phone every time. And the few times she didn't actually pick up, she called me right back and said, I'm in a meeting. I will call you as soon as I'm out of this meeting and did. And I am so grateful and lucky to have had her in my life because she taught me strength. And I'm a strong person. I mean, I think that's one of the things that she and I connected on. Like, I'm tough. I'm not unflappable and certainly have plenty of moments where I'm not. But I'm generally a pretty strong person and I was just not. I was not capable of it. I was just so overwhelmed and so at a loss. And for your friend, without skipping a beat, turn around and say, you can fall, you can crumble, you can shatter. I am here. I am with you and will take care of you and make sure that you don't fall and that I will hold you up when you can't is really a spectacular moment in life. There's nothing else like it. We all should have a friend that really is there for us. Now, I have other friends that were there for me and they were there for me and fierce, but this particular one, the combination of her own strength, her own tenacity and her ability to 
really jump in. There are few and far between that are able to do that and then follow through, but they're there. And I am so incredibly grateful for her because she really was critical in me, you know, getting back on my feet and getting back on my feet as fast as I did and as well as I did and as healthfully, frankly, as I did. I hope she knew before this happened. I, I, I feel confident she did know how much I loved her and how much I know she loved me. You know, the whole experience and this whole memory that's just keeps flashing in front of me has gotten me thinking about friendships, you know, and about how important they are, how important it is to have friends that have your back, that are in it with you. And not every friend is going to be in it at the same level with you. And you can't expect that because your friends have their own, you know, they're the star of their own life as it should be. So you can't always, you know, you can't ask every single person to be at that level all the time. Like, you know, it's that that's got to ebb and flow as well. But having different friends for different needs, you know, like I always joke kind of, I have one best friend that if I need to get up out of the house and go for a walk or go for a run or just do something and get moving. And I have one friend that is the person that I call if I need to be okay with staying under the covers and that's okay and not feel bad and not feel sad about it and that it's okay to, to be there. They are my, they're my support system in that way. I try to be that friend to them and I'm a good friend to a few people. I have a few people in my life that I, that I know they know that if they're in distress, they can call me or they can ask me to come over and I will drop everything and come over. You know, I was thinking about why my friend was so willing to do that. And it's which comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, it's like who has what tragedy or trauma or hard time in their life exposes who your friends are. They're not always the ones that you think are the ones that are going to come through. And that's okay too. That's part of it. You have to pay attention to that. You know, I feel like my, my message from it is like, be that friend. Be that friend who's there for their friends. Be that friend that is there for others. You get what you give. It's not you give what you get. And you get something from it when you give. When you give, it's not just that you get friendship back, right? It's that you get your own feeling of worth when you give. I mean, and that's anything, right? Like that's giving, you know, when you give to a charity or when you're of service or you try to help somebody who needs more help than you do, or, or even someone who doesn't necessarily need more help than you do, but just needs help. You get something from that emotionally. That, not just the, I get a good friend, a fierce friend back, but I get that feeling of being that person for them. It's like stacking character. You know, there's this um, play called Marvin's Room. It was turned into a movie with Meryl Streep and Diane Keaton and Leonardo DiCaprio and Gwen Verdon and Hume Cronin and Robert De Niro. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a star-studded cast. It's really a beautiful film and a beautiful play. I think it was written by Scott McPherson originally. So the play is really about this fiercely independent woman who left home. I may be misquoting a little bit, but she left home like maybe 15 years ago, had a kid when she's had men in and out, and she's a hairdresser and she's trying to like pull it together, and her son is having issues at school and all of that. And she comes home to her family. The relationship 
that's really built is about these two sisters, one who stayed and took care of the family and is taking care of the father who's dying and the, the aunt is has Alzheimer's and has lost her memory and kind of her mind a bit. Diane Keaton is the one who stayed and, you know, is, is really just kind of running around taking care of everybody, and, but also like making sure everything's fine and like everything's okay and everything's okay. And Meryl Streep is kind of like the brooding pissed off sister who's angry and it's very much a hot button that she didn't stay and she feels obviously guilty about it, but also, you know, she wanted her life. And they have this like really one amazing scene that just sticks out in my head because they're talking about, I think the dad and the, the aunt and love. And Meryl Streep is saying, I'm sorry that I left you here to take care of everything. And Diane Keaton is like, no, 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 it's okay. She was like, I have had so much love. It's filled my life. And Meryl Streep said, yeah, they really love you. She plays it so well because it's so sad that she can't say that about them in the same way. And then also so true. But Diane Keaton turns around and said, no, no, no. I'm not talking about how much they love me. I'm talking about how much I love them and how much love I've felt and that I've had the honor to feel about them. It's such a true moment to what love does when you get to feel it truly about somebody else. When you really get to love somebody else, almost any parent you ask, once they have a kid, they don't know how much they could love. And if you ask a grandparent who's had obviously children and now their grandparents, they had no idea how much they could love their grandchild beyond how much they loved their kid. It was so sweet when my daughter was born and my father and I are tight, so tight. I know he loves me and he turned to me holding this little baby and he goes, I have to tell you something. And he goes, I think I love her more than I love you. And he felt bad about it, but he was being honest. And I was like, dad, it's okay. I love her that much too. That's the right thing. And I loved that he said it and I loved that he felt it. To just get back to it, being that friend who loves that hard, who gives that hard, who is there that much, however that capacity is, being that person for your parents or your kids or your friends or your animals is so fulfilling in such a big way. And I've been thinking about it so much. It's so amazing to be the receiver of that. And it's so amazing to feel that and to be that champion of your friend. And like, here's another thing. <laughs> I say this to myself whenever I can catch myself beating up on myself. I say, if anybody talked to any of my friends the way I talk to myself sometimes, I would legit punch them in the face. Legit harm somebody who talked to my friends the way I can talk to myself. And that's been a big one the last few years for me, just sort of trying to really like be positive and, and not just from like, oh yeah, I'm positive. Everything's good. It's not because everything's good. It's that because I understand I have self-worth and you have self-worth and you have value and you have you have something to say and something to do on this planet and in this lifetime that is unique and like nobody else. It's so important to champion that. And to champion that, you have to champion yourself. You have to be your own champion, your own cheerleader, your own support. And to do that, you have to know how. I think that a way to learn how is by doing it for others, by understanding that being of service to others helps you be of service to yourself. It moves the needle. It does. It moves the freaking needle. It's like if you're trying to walk down a hall and there's an arm pushing, just one arm, just a single arm pushing up against you as you're walking down the hall, it's still harder. So now take the arm and put it behind you as you're walking through the hall. It's easier. The hand, the arm is now helping you walk forward. You have to be your own hand. And to be your own hand, you have to know how to be your own hand. And 
And to know how to be your own hand, you have to be that hand for other people. I have to be my own hand. I have to be my own hand on my back, pushing me through the hall, through the door into the next room, not pushing against me in the hall, against me to struggle through the door into the room. The way I know how to do that is by daily being that person for my friends. And it doesn't always come naturally. I can totally get up, totally up in there in my own shit and a friend is sick or a friend is having a bad day and I totally forgot. And once I had my kid, I forgot even more. It takes work and, and it takes time, you know, and you don't always do right either. I mean, I certainly don't. And sometimes I have to apologize for not showing up. And sometimes my friends check on me because they know that stuff's going on and that's them showing up for me. So the lesson from this amazing, sparkling, smart, fierce, wild person that I have now lost that remains in my heart and soul for the rest of my life is be that friend. Be that friend for your friends. Be that friend to yourself. Be your biggest fan. If you need to know somebody's cheering for you, I am. This isn't bullshit. And I'm not a woo-woo-y type of person. I guess I'm a little woo-woo-y, but I'm more boots on the ground. I could probably get a little more woo-woo-y sometimes. If you're feeling like you're in that moment, know that. I am in this with you. I am in this with you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe. Also, if you want to keep in touch, go to Insta at About a Blonde or Facebook at About a Blonde Official. Also, you can sign up for my mailing list at www.aboutablonde.com. Have a great day. Mwah.